What's up, bro? What up, dog? Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you, bro. Uh, what's up with you? How you feeling, man? I'm feeling good. What about you? Same here, same here. Living. Where it? Uh, all right, so what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Money Moss Podcast, episode six. For this episode, well, let me stop. Uh, I'm Brandon. Um, I'm here with my cousin, Mike. What's up, everybody? How y'all doing? This episode is going to be a uh, misconception as far as black men, as far as our men. So to get started, let's start the definition of a misconception. Um, a misconception is a view or opinion that is incorrect because it is based on faulty thinking or understanding, which is basically a misinterpretation or a misunderstanding. Especially as black men, we hear a lot of misconceptions in society concerning our people when it comes to our men and what we're supposed to be. So first misconception, uh, I think that's a, a huge one. It's either fall into like a, a corporate stereotype or they fall into like a like a regular average person stereotype. So like with the corporate stereotype, that would probably be like a, they say like you a musician or you like an athlete. Or- you doing something where you are working for white people on an everyday basis or you working with people of other nations on an everyday basis and through those type of corporate jobs you've really not seen as a threat or not as much as you would seen if you was just like the average black man that they portray on social media because it's like you still under them in a way you still like work for them like you still have to follow that good image that they, that they want you to follow or like i think like so i think for like the regular stereotype i think that's like thugs and drug dealers and robbers okay. and rapists and that type of do you feel like as far as those stereotypes you feel like that's fair like a fair and accurate uh misconception when it comes to our men? i definitely don't think it's fair for one i mean there's a lot of us that play like sports and whatnot, or may even you know get like a corporate job. Or, and I ain't really I ain't gonna say nothing wrong with that, but you know more so like it's more of us still working for somebody besides us like owning our own. And plus the the thug, you know what I'm saying? You robber, all that. I definitely think that's an unfair uh, stereotype. Just because everybody's not like that. And then you can't base everybody's situation off of one situation. Some of them people ain't got no choice but to do that. I'm not saying it's right. Don't get me wrong. But I'm I'm, I'm just saying some people really don't have another option. You don't know what people have to go through to get what they got to get. So it may, be, it may be look wrong in your mm-hmm. eyes. But in that way, in their eyes, they got to do what they got to do to really survive. Yeah, that's true. And I think, like, that, that stereotype right there takes away from the black men who are business owners and the black men who are doctors, you know, and the black men who are scientists. By just saying that we're going to fall in just into the, one of those two categories, it's just like it kind of limits yeah. us, you know. And that may be and – and I feel like that, that goes into um, when it comes to those stereotypes, especially for a young man uh, growing up. It's harder for him to figure out what a man is if it's just like those few stereotypes are given, you know. If it's like okay, so you either can pick from from box A or box B, you limit a lot of people that want to pick either C or D, you know, that don't that don't fit into those two categories. So I definitely feel like that's one of those uh, stereotypes where very heavily biased when it comes to our men. Because, like you said, it may be some who out there just trying to just put food on the table for their for they family. But I feel like we we sell stuff all the time. Like, even, like, it's the candy lady. You know what I'm saying? 
things of that nature. You got people who sell clothes. Like, it ain't, it's not, they people like naturally hustle. But if I think it'll be a whole lot easier for like people to open up more stuff if people support it, like more like black owned businesses for sure. There's no in between. Like, they either label, okay, he dressed nice, you know what I'm saying? He well put together, he probably a good citizen. Or, you know, if you dress like loosely or something, oh, he probably a thug or whatever. Like, I feel they only give you like two perspectives on it. That's definitely true because, especially when you ask somebody, you you ever hear somebody talking in the conversation, they talk about it's a black person, a black woman uh, talking to a white woman about her son, and she's talking about, yeah, my son has a scholarship or this. And they either say, they like, is he like, is he an athlete? That's the first thing that comes out of their mom. Yeah. Like, is he an athlete? You only get like those two choices because it's like if if you're not an athlete, then they not right. is you up there academically, and a lot of times they won't ask yeah. that, you know, just because of that stereotype of a, of saying that black kids our IQs are low, and, uh, we we just drop out and we don't really do good in school. And, yeah, but I think I think um especially with that stereotype. It's just like that's one that's that's one of those stereotypes where it's like it's it's a universal, especially when it comes to us. They think everybody has to fall into into that, you know. So it's like regardless, like you said, before you even open your mouth, you either fall into one of those categories where it's depending on how you look and they they look at how your hair is, and that's that's powerful too. Talking about uh, hair because. If if you if a person was to walk up to a white person with locks or an afro, they would fall into the category of a thug. Even if they was the, the best entrepreneur or the best uh doctor or the best real estate agent that they could be, they still would fall into that stereotype of being a thug. Another one would be that that like we don't know how to love or we don't we don't feel no emotion or like we can't be vulnerable or open up. So how do like, you feel? How you feel about I that? Feel one? Like so much burden get put on. I don't say much a burden, but like a lot of responsibility get put on it, on a man, as far as like being like a leader or whatnot. So I feel like they try to. I don't say we try to, but we try to put on a good play. We try to be in a good mood or situation, like for the people depending on us, majority of the time. So, but I feel like it becomes a point in time where. You gotta have like barriers that you can break, break up, put up, put down. Cause you can't be the same way that you'll be out here trying to handle business deal. Then you can go home with your wife or your kids. Like, I feel like you gotta be, you gotta willing to be, to be able to open up differently to like different people. In a sense, you can't just be, you can't have like this one guard up all the damn time. It was one of those things when. When I was a child, like I didn't really understand how to express myself because society, when especially when you were growing, boy, they tell you they tell you not to cry, you know, or like like suck it up or don't be a little girl or nothing like that. So it's like a lot of times people don't. We as as boys and even we coming us coming into men, you know, it's hard for us to explain how we feel, you know, and that's why a lot of that's why it's probably so hard for us as brothers to come together and. Like talk to each other, talk to anybody else, you know, because we've been so in, uh, it's used to holding everything in for our whole life, but you know, and it's like when we finally do get that time to open up, we don't know how. Cause you, you can, I ain't gonna say you condition, but more so like people expect the man just to really hold it together all the time. Like I feel like 
you got to be able to vent to somebody, like, and, like, majority of the time, it'd be, like, the opposite way, like, more, like, a whole lot of people come up to me and talk about stuff, but I feel like it also got to be reciprocal, like, I feel like you got to talk to somebody about something, like, you got to be able to get something off your chest, you got to be able to not be so hard-ass all the time, actually, just. Yeah. Definitely, every like everybody needs somebody. No matter how strong, how no matter how much of a Superman you seem on the outside, you still have to go home. Well, you don't have to, but most most Superman still go home to somebody else to tell to talk to them about how their day was, and you know, tell how they feeling or what happened throughout the day. And it's like that's very crucial when it comes to our emotions and stuff like that because. Like I said, we tend to bottle everything up, and when you bottle everything up, it's like either either you push it to the back of your mind and it get worse, or it's like it just eats you alive. So it's like having that balance where you can, you know, people can talk to you, and people can see you as a person that they could talk to, but you also having that in them is is powerful when it comes to our men, because a lot of our men don't have many people to talk to, or if they do, they like I said, they don't know how, you know. And that's a process of learning how to open up, learning how to really express yeah. how you. So yeah. I feel like by you being able to talk to somebody, like you're allowing another perspective into the situation. You're not just looking at it from your point of, your point of view. So of course you're gonna be right in your head. That's the only like thoughts you've been exposed to. Right, and it's like you can only think. You can like really yourself, only right? think so yeah, much. Definitely. Yeah, so it's like having that, and and a lot of times I noticed it, especially by myself, when you can. You can attest to this to where I could come to you, and it was just like, bro, I was, uh, you know, I'd be overthinking about something. But then it's like when I finally, when I talk to somebody about it, I just think about it like, wow, it's not right. even that big of a deal. But oftentimes, us being our biggest critics, we tend to overthink a lot, everything, and and yeah, and and then you know, it's just like we just bottled up to the point where we just explode. But do you think like more so like do you think is it more so people? Not being not willing to ear to listen, or men having too much pride to actually make themselves available for somebody to listen. Um, I think it can be both because I know a few men who have um tried to go and open up to somebody, and it's been like threw yeah. back into their face, you know. So it's like they they now it's just like I don't want to open up to nobody. I'm not opening up to nobody. But then the other part where it comes to pride, it might be a pride thing to where it's like I don't need nobody's help. Yeah. It's like I can I can handle this all by myself. And that's that's the I I was at that point before. It was like I didn't I didn't want to talk to nobody. It was like I can I can figure this all out by myself. But then you start to wear yourself dry when you you know, when you do everything by yourself and you just put all your energy and, and thought into those type of feelings, that, that negative thought where it's like it just replays in your mind, like you have no real escape like, from your yeah. mind type of thing. Well, like I think it's, it's, it might be some of both. But like we said, when you when you find that right person, you know, and it it's, might be reciprocal too where it's like y'all can talk to each other. But when you find that right person, like when you find the right person, you're going to know it's the right person because you could just, you can open up. Like it's it's a safe space. So I think another one would be um, the toxic masculinity thing where it comes to our men, when it comes to um, how we defend ourselves, how we defend our families, and how we act overall. Um, society seeing that as a toxic way for a man to be. Personally, I don't think, I just think 
just because when it comes to, to other nationalities and they look at our men, even our weakest men look strong compared to some of the strongest that they have, you know? So it's like we are all, always seen as a threat no matter what we're doing unless we are conforming to what society says a man should be. And it's the, the man that society says a man should be is not the man that we are. You know, we grow up in a very different environment than a lot of other nations do. Right. And I don't, I honestly, I don't feel like, like, so many people get, like, the white, like, people call the police and, like, black people for, like, they're legit, like, doing nothing. Whether they, like, sit in the yard or they even, like, at the park or something, just legit, just chilling. Like, somehow that looks suspicious or they, they feel like they're being threatened, so, like, they call the police, like, like, what is so threatening? Like, that's what I don't understand. Like, how do you don't even look at it as, like, a regular person? Like, if a threat's not being posed upon you, like, how do you, how do you justify, how do you justify calling somebody, calling a law on somebody like that? It's like, okay, so when it comes to certain, certain other people, um, when it comes to our people, all the only people, the only time they see our people is, like, on social media or on the news or something bad is happening. So it's like when they see us, they naturally, you know, they clutch their purse or they, they pull their kids closer or whatever like that because every time that they've seen us, it's, it's been something negatively associated with it. You know, so it's like no matter what we do, no matter how we carry ourselves, we could be the nicest person ever, but to some, we will still be seen as a threat. But I don't think it's anything toxic about the way that we handle ourselves, especially as men. I just think it's, it's, it might be toxic to some other people because, and to be honest, I feel like a lot of times our men emasculate other men. You know, I mean, not emasculate, we uh, feminize other men when it comes to like our, just our presence, you know? So it's like that, I feel like that's something where them, they're, it's like their men don't really even feel like men when they are standing next to our men. Like, we don't even have to do nothing. <laughs> we don't even have to do nothing to really say nothing. But still being seen as, um, still being seen as that stereotypical, you know, drug dealer, somebody who's going to rob you. And that's just because the media has portrayed us that way time and time again. Trauma, that creates trauma when somebody sees someone, somebody is scared for their life, even over something that's not even there, you know? Like, a lot of times they are scared over something that's not even there. We could just be, like you just said, just minding our business. No threat to be seen. But we are still seen as an enemy. So the, the toxic mother, absent father uh, uh, misconception, like that stereotype where it says that all, oh, like, black mothers are toxic and, like, black fathers are just, like, dead. Right. I don't believe... All uh, black mothers are toxic, and I don't believe like all black fathers are deadbeats for one. I do feel like at times, I feel like a whole lot of times when things ain't working out, put them as people. I feel like a whole lot of people take it out on their children, and that and that that really affects right. like the child directly. Like they need both parents, and like. And, like, sometimes, I'm not going to say, like, all the time, but sometimes, like, the baby mother or something, they'll, like, build up, like, a resentment, and, like, saying daddy ain't shit, all this other, other this and that. 
and like they like saying this around around the child and like they're vocalizing and like that around the child. Like even if y'all do have a problem or something, I feel like that's something that shouldn't like be discussed like around the child or something like that. Cause like that's some something you're like implanting in their brain, even though like you know, even though like the regarding the, disregarding the situation. Like if if a man bad, a man bad. You know, don't get me wrong. Like we be knowing y'all that, but I just feel like a lot of times it get misconceptualized with that. Like it don't more so be her or him. It'd be a com- combination of both, and they want them putting it off on each other. Right. And, well, I feel the same way. I, like that resentment, especially when it comes to to young boys growing up and becoming men. If you hearing that, you know, your father ain't shit or your father lazy or your father this, you know, and it, it kind of takes an effect on you, especially when you think of and it's coming from your mother, you know. Because, um, you know, your mother, your mother is your first teacher and she's also the first woman that you will fall in love with naturally. So when you hear it, it, it negatively affects you when it comes to not only your father, and the way that you think of your father is a lot of times um, how you think about other men around you if you have standard behind it, yeah. you know? So it's like uh, if you see your father as trash, and, you know, you see your brother as trash or something like that, then you're more entitled to see everybody else when they have those characteristics that your father or brother have as trash. And like I said, our our mother being our first love, when 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 it comes to men, when it comes to us, and we see how our father is and how our mother is, we get we kind of normalize that type of stuff hearing it, you know. So it's like when you hear about your mom constantly complaining um, about your dad, either you you normalize it to the point where it's like, okay, well I'm gonna just follow this path that he already followed, or it's like I never want to put a woman through that. So it's like you kind of have one of those identity crises when it comes to like that. And I want to say, I don't, I don't know if I would necessarily say like a toxic mother, but definitely a mother that uh, will tear down a child's father. And like you said, it kind of it kind of builds up in the child's mind. They absorb it all, and that kind of fuels with the relationships that they will have in the future. Another one that we could ask that would be like we all the same or like we all cheat or something like that. You hear our mother saying it or you hear like our aunties or grandma saying it. It kind of was for a man, especially a growing man, when you're trying to figure out how to be a man, you kind of throw yourself into that, you know, because it's like, okay, so this is what a man do. This is what I see all the other men doing in my family. So this is what I'm going to do too. Just doing whatever you want to do, just uh, probably like objectifying uh, the females around you and just living, yeah. living crazy, you know, like living with no no real discipline behind yourself. Another one, another one. I know you heard this. So another one um, that we hear is that we just like use for money or as like sexual objects, and besides that, we have no real value. You ever heard? Well, I know you've heard that. How you feel about that? I feel like, as a man, like, and a man, my like, I don't say like for him to feel okay about himself, but like, being a provider and like 
being like the foundation of being the foundation of everything, like a relationship or whatnot. I feel like as a man, like he'll want to be financially stable, like they give him like some kind of security. When I ain't gonna say it shouldn't, but you know, it just as a man to give you like some kind of security. But, but as a man, right. though, like I feel like it's crazy though, like like we'll do like men, men like they'll do like stuff like with money to like try to attract women in a sense. Like what is like through like financial means, like cars, chains, et cetera. Like they say they hate a gold digger. But we, but they, in a way they doing things to attract women through money. If that makes sense. Right. Right. And that goes into that um that I don't need a man um type of mindset of a female where it's just like I don't need a man if he's not giving me money. Or like they probably say like sex or something like that. It's like I don't I don't really need it, man. But I feel like when it comes to that type of thing, a lot of the females who say that, they usually wanna they usually want a family, you know, they usually want children, but they usually wanna actively have sex. You know, so it's like a lot of the stuff that they wanna do, it they it usually involves men. As far as the our females I think that disconnects comes from like when when they are young, you know, and they are told to just you don't you know you don't need a man, you don't need to be worried about boys and stuff like that. Um, and it's like when they get their when they get their own stuff, you know, it's just like they they feel like a lot of times we don't really bring value besides financial value, you know. It's like a lot of times that's just a standard. If he ain't got money, then he can't talk to you type of standard. True enough, yeah. And it's like that limits enough, like you, that limits a lot. Like you said, um, we are like the foundation, like the usually in the house. When you when you look in the house, the father is usually the one who provides for the protection and usually the discipline. It's not the financial thing. Maybe it might be half and half, but usually that's what the father is there to do. So it's like when you when we are only limited to bring a finances, it's like we kind of only see as like our sperm donors, honestly. You know, it kind of take away the rest of us away if we ain't got the money, and or we ain't we ain't bringing nothing valuable. Then it's just like we just not supposed to be there, so we can't talk to our women. Yeah, that makes. Sense. I think it might be uh, a disconnect from slavery because when we was slaves and stuff like that, um, the women, the women could, the master could sleep with the women, you know, whenever he wanted to. But the man wasn't really able to be a man, which made the females have to step up, you know, which, which actively progressed into now where it's like you, I'm independent and I'm the mother and the father and I don't need a man in the house right. type of mindset. I mean, yeah, I definitely think, like, that definitely could have played some kind of role into it. And it's like it kind of separates us, you know, because naturally I think, like, a woman can lead. You know, I, 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 I wouldn't it past her, I wouldn't doubt that she could lead somebody, but naturally women are not born to lead, to be the leaders in front of the line. You know, when we go into war, it's supposed to be the men the, the men in front of the line, right? Man, and I agree with you, like, I'm not going to say, like, some women aren't capable of, like, leading, like, because women, like, there's some strong women out here showing up, like, I believe going to be a woman president one day. Like, I do feel like women are capable of it. 
I mean, like, I don't know. And I wanted to say, like, we can kind of see where, when it comes to women leading by themselves, we can kind of see where it leads. You know, when it comes to, like, if we look at today, where it's, like, just a woman in the household, we can kind of, like, we can we can see how it's just not balanced, you know? And it might be that same way for a father, a single father. But just from uh, having a single mother being so common, you know, in, in our... And that's not to say that it's not a lot of fathers in their child's life either, but just from not being so... Uh, such a societal norm, you know, we can see where where like recently, ends up. Like, like being like a single black man, whatever, like you saying like you see it that like that's more prevalent. Like I ain't gonna say like it's, it's more like more so of a proud feeling. Like people being like too trying to be trying to I ain't gonna like a pride like a proud feeling. Like a person like, yeah, I'm doing this by myself. I don't need them for this, for that. Sort of. That sort of disconnect. Right. Yeah. And, like, that's, that's exactly that's exactly what I was talking about. That disconnect is there because we don't we don't understand the value in another, in one another. You know, so it's like we don't understand. We trying to, okay, I'm trying to bring this to the table, and I'm bringing this to the table, and if you're not bringing this to the table, then we can't be there. So it's like just trying to figure out that, uh, trying to figure out as far as us both working together actively to both bring something to the table. You know, because the table, the table, no matter how you put it, the table has to have, it has to be balanced. You know, somebody can't put more weight on a table than the other person or the table is not going to stand. So it's like, um, it's, it's definitely a disconnect when it comes to, and a lot of times it's probably because and you were saying this earlier, you were saying, okay, so if a man, um, if a man can't take care of his kids, then he, he get put on child support or he go to jail. But if a woman can't take care of her kids, then uh she can get uh food stamps and federal assistance and all this other stuff to help her. You know, so it's like a lot of times when it comes to our men, it's not that we don't want to help. It's 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 hard. And that's not to that's not to bring uh like an excuse or nothing like that. Because there's a lot of brothers that's making it in whatever way that they can. But as far as as soon as us coming out the womb, and this is for us in general, black people in general, the the, uh, the pressure is on us. The, the system is already against us as soon as we come out. Right. You know, and but I feel like for black for our men it's a little bit harder when it comes to because everything no matter what we do no matter legit no matter what we do we get checked for it you know as to where if some of our women did some of the stuff it's just like okay well maybe we can do, we can help you with this you know and that kind of I feel like that kind of makes our women not all of them but some of them think that they are better when they get those resources. You know that they that they are higher than their man is, or they are better than their man is. So because I have this, you know, and the government helps me with this, I mean, I'm better than you. And if if the fathers cooperating, if if the fathers cooperating, I feel like the time spent with the child, and like just from him just like being around, would do more for the child as like a person, and like further on in life. 
than him just paying so and so amount of money a month or so a child support a month. So like if if the man is trying to be there for his child, then definitely I feel like the the woman or whatever need the woman, or it can be vice versa if the if the father's taking care of the child and the, the woman want to see the child. Like I feel like that relationship shouldn't be denied from personal reasons. Just because, like, how how can it, it can affect the child later on in life without having the father or mother there for them? Because it's a face negative effects to both of them. Right. Like you said, it's all right. a balance, you know? It's all a balance. Um, I just feel like it's just certain things. Like, you can only teach a, a child so much as a mother. And you can only teach a child so much as a father. And, I, and even right. if, like, some people, like, grandmothers, and et cetera, care more for them than, like, their actual, like, biological parents. But I feel like the love and the care a person has, like, for their own child, more so, like, I'm just, I'm saying, like, it would be more beneficial for a child to grow up with his actual father than, like, his uncle or something as a father figure. I think so, anyway. Right. Or, like, the, the uncle can be right. a better man than the father. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm just saying, like, under good conditions, like, no extremes. Yeah, that's true. And if you think about it, a lot of times when it comes to a father, people do think, like, oh, yeah, if I give my child money, you know, then they'll be, um, they'll be good. You know, I don't got to go see him and stuff like that. But if you think about it, think about all the money you received as a child and then think about all the memories you have with one person. It's like the, that, the, those memories that you have of, like, talking to them, spending time with them, you know, them telling you, them them showing you that they appreciate you and stuff like that, that kind of outweighs all the money. You can't even remember how much money you You know, so it's like, and, and even with, like, Christmas presents and stuff like that, um... Just because you give a child a present or something, they are a year or two from now, they don't want to even remember the present. You know, but if you have, you give them that time and, and that love um, and that affection, they'll be able to take that away for life. I agree. But, um, so as far as like we, so we talked about all the mis- some of the misconceptions that we think that we have in our community. But now, I want, like, I think we should go into, like, the truth. So I think, like, I definitely think we understood as as men. You know, I think it is a, a very, and it might just be because, like I said, we grew up in a very different environment than a lot of other men grow up in. You know, um, so, like, I think definitely, like, I think we are definitely, like, misunderstood, you know, but I think it's in a good way because it's something that, yeah, it's like, it's something, okay, so it's something that some people will understand and, and maybe melanated people will understand, like, what we go through, but it's like everybody won't be able to understand. It's just some stuff that you just can't, um, you just, no matter how hard you would want to explain to somebody, they can't relate in any type of way. But that's not to say that we don't matter, though, as men, you know? I feel like as a black man in America, like, 
you carry so many, so like so many burdens already. Like, like we talked about before, I feel like you always gotta have like a flawless image in their eyes. So it even like to the point like you gotta work your ass off to get to the top, and when you finally get to the top, they try right. to make it seem like you gotta do the same shit, like to maintain like that permanent flawless image. They can't wait to like tear you down in a way. Right. And I feel like it's sometimes it's that way in our family too, you know. It's like okay, so you know I've been I've been doing good. It's like if you if you misstep a little bit, then it's like everybody is looking at you and judge you and that type of thing. And it's one thing to to misstep at at work, you know, have to and uh have to deal with your work life, but it's another thing to misstep at home and have to come home and deal with that same deal to that because a lot of times you do have to. Uh, live up to that strong, um, that strong dominant, you know, stereotype that they throw upon us. That thug stereotype, before they classified it as as thugs and rapists and robbers and stuff like that, we was the first man on the planet. You know, we the only man that was created in the most high image. You know, and that that might justify well, we are the strongest and the like the the fastest and the smartest and that type of thing because naturally we have been here but a lot of the a lot of our inventions and a lot of our accomplishments have naturally been stripped away from us no so i don't like i think um i think like you know you can you can you can come from a certain environment where they say that you're gonna fall into it but you don't have to fall into like, that you just don't get taught enough you know? like of course, like school is required. But I feel like you can you can teach at home, but I feel like at school, I feel like it it can be like more of a focus of like our accomplishments. Like the only thing we really talk about in school, like Jim Crow laws, segregation, the civil rights movement. Like even though the civil rights movement was a victory for us as a people, but I feel like that's still like negative. It's still like suffering involved in the story. It's no like positive image. In anything, like it's a positive image, like we're working towards a positive image, but I feel like it's no, no, like history on inventions. Like somebody did this, somebody did that. He was the first person to do this. It's all, it's all just black history, right? Black information, right? It's, it's it's like everything that we learned is from slavery right. until now, you know. So it's like we, and even slavery, a lot of the stuff that we, um, a lot of the stuff that we as men invented. And even some of the women, a lot of stuff that we invented, it's been, it's been taken away from us. That right has been taken away. Because you know a slave couldn't own the right to no invention. You know, so it's like it's been it's been taken away from us. So everything, and it's like a lot of times in school, if we don't fall into that, you know, yes man type of, you know, um, submissive to white culture, submissive to white society type of standpoint, we view it as we have like ADHD, or we a delinquent or you know something like that but we like i said we are different from a lot of a lot of men you know as far as how we act and how we portray ourselves and how you know how we express ourselves is is very different so that's not to take away any credit from it because different is always good you never want to be the same way somebody else is you never want to be living in somebody else's shadows. You know, it's like you don't really live for yourself. And I've learned that's a lot of times what happens with our with our young men. Because if, think about it in school. I don't know how you was in school, but personally, me, 
school was cool and stuff like that, but I only really was doing good in school because my mom was on my ass about it. You know, if it was up to me when it came to school, I probably wouldn't have been doing as good as I was because it just wasn't something for me. And that's a, that's one of the ways that I stood out. Or at least as far as, like, school and shit like that. Like, it's like school. And I mean, I feel like that's probably something that we all go through. But it's like, for me, like, I was the one, like, I would probably get done my work and I'd be talking to everybody. And, you know, I'd be getting in trouble for that type of stuff. And it's like, when you were in school, they tell you you're not supposed to be talking to none of your friends unless you're outside of class. You're supposed to be sitting there listening to the teacher and doing your work. Yeah, Yeah, and it's like when, like I said, when you rebel from that type of stuff, they try to tell you that you are different or something wrong with you. But a lot of times, them be the most creative people, the people who don't, right. you know, who don't really like school. They just in it just because they have to. And that's one of societal pressures to do good in school, especially as a man. They feel like a lot of people just feel like we just gonna drop out and probably have a baby or something and become like a drug dealer or something like that. And it. In school, though, I feel like it's definitely some teachers like abuse their authority. But at the same, it's like at the same time, yeah. it's sometimes where more so like sometimes the teacher actually got the best intent for the kid, and more so they won't even give like the teacher the chance or the time of the day. You know what I'm saying? Right. That is true. Every, every, that is true. But, um... Uh, I'm about to say, every, everyone may not get you, though. Every teacher. Overall, we, we have power. You know, like, we are super powerful. We hold our family together and our community together and, and that type of thing. But we just have to see the value in ourselves and then and other brothers and sisters to understand that we are more than the stereotypes say that we are. These misconceptions right. say that we are. You know, it's easy to fall into these stereotypes and these misconceptions because somebody else has already done it. So it's like your steps is already laid down for you. Everything is already mapped out for you. You know, but it's like once we come into like loving each other and protecting each other and, and understanding each other, we just see the power that's in our men and in our brothers and our uncles and our granddads and our fathers and everybody else. We got help just in, in general. Yeah, and we we need it. When you look at somebody that's doing something by themselves, and then you look at them when they are in a group, you know, a lot of times we 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 are there to pick each other up and uplift each other. When one is falling, it's another one. We got a brother to pick him up. You know, we got to come to the point where we can be one with each other and and live past these misconceptions that they throw upon us. Yeah, I agree. You know. I think a good challenge for this episode would be to go and talk to um, even uh, no matter how the person is looking, the brother or the sister is looking. Go and talk to them. You know, try, figure out, figure, try to figure somebody out. Go and find a friend. You know, we have to stand together as men. We have to stand together as brothers because a lot of times when it comes to people who look like us, we are afraid. And I don't know if I'll use the word afraid, but we, we don't use the opportunity to speak to each other, you know? So it's like, okay, so it's like they looking dirty or they looking bummy or they looking like we want to speak to them. So I challenge the audience uh, to go out and speak to somebody. Speak to one of your brothers, you know? Ask them how they doing. 
you know, be their friend. Give them if they if they need somebody to talk to, be that person to talk to them. Or even if you just say, hey, you know, you gotta you gotta come together as as brother and as family, you know, because it's more to we more than just these stereotypes say that we are. Way more. But we have to, like I said, we have to understand the power within ourselves. And we have to understand the power that comes in unifying with each other because right now we just unify. So we have to understand when we come together and we're willing to help one each other one another. And I'm not saying you gotta give your all to everybody, but like I said, just be there for somebody. Because somebody need everybody needs somebody. But um, what else? You got anything else to add to this, bro? That's all. Um, all right. So if you're looking for us, uh, my social, my Twitter, and Instagram is the same thing. Be from Israel. My um, Twitter name is Mike underscore Williams seventeen. My Instagram tag is Mike underscore Williams forty four. All right. Thank you, everybody, for coming to listen to our podcast, and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.